Welcome my beauty partners to this Global Beauty Tech Master Series. I'm Alice, the founder and the CEO of Perfect Core. We are excited to bring you an inside look into the future of beauty tech and how it can benefit the digital transformation for brands. Perfect Corp is always pushing the envelope of beauty tech innovation and continues to deliver the most interactive and enriched beauty shopping experiences for brands, for retailers, and for beauty shoppers. Over the next three months, the Global Beauty Tech Master Series will dive into different aspects of beauty tech. From understanding the fundamentals of AI, AR, and machine learning, to diving into unique digital solutions and the successful brand case studies to help you better understand the impact and the application of beauty tech solutions. We hope you will join us together with the notable beauty industry experts on this journey toward continued innovation and advancement to continue driving business and reimagining the consumer beauty shopping experience for the modern world. It is our pleasure to host you on this five-part leadership series to help you excel as a beauty tech master and propel your business through strategic digital-first solutions. Step into the future of beauty innovation with me. Welcome to join the Global Beauty Tech Master Series. Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to join our um, the number four uh, uh, Global Beauty Forums uh, Master Series. So uh, thank you for joining us. And then uh, if you have been with us uh, this uh, first time, and then the previously uh, we have uh, we're talking about um, you know beauty tech. We go to a little bit about the AI, AR, and then we talk about um, the digital omni-channel data. And today. We are very happy we, we have uh, Lisa, Lisa Sequeno from SC Lauder Company to join us. We together, we were talking about digital, uh, the contactless and the virtual solution for the retail, okay? So Lisa is uh, the general manager and the senior vice president of a, of a North American brand portfolio of SC Lauder Company. So with extensive experience in the luxury beauty sector, consuming packaged goods and terrific argument for the retail and the channel strategy. Lisa has earned an, a reputation for building the accelerating and nurturing dynamic brands. So previously, Lisa was the CEO of a Becca Cosmetic, which is also one of the brands uh, uh, under Estee company, where she globalized the brand and prior to uh, Becca, Lisa was a senior vice president and the general manager of Estee Lauder and Irene Beauty North America, where she drove the unprecedented growth for the company's namesake brand. Okay, prior to that, uh, Lisa, actually her role is very important with Estee Lauder company. Uh, she was the vice president of a special multi-strategy where she drove the, the, and expand the company's brand into Sephora and Alta, which everybody knows the two most important channels. And upon joining SC Lauder Company in um, 2013, Lisa led the global strategy and North American marketing for Tom Ford Beauty. Okay, so in, uh, in Tom Ford Beauty, and then as a global marketing for luxury fragrance, including um, Tory Burch and Mark, uh, Michael Cross. 
She joined SC Lava Company from Procter and Gamble, where she held various executive positions across global brand, um, the brand management, business development, disruptive innovation, and then brand integration. Okay, so Lisa has a very very impressive uh, um, uh, resume, especially in the beauty and in the channel. So it's really our pleasure pleasure to uh, to invite Lisa to join us. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Wayne. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. Yes. So in today's uh, uh, presentation, we will talk about, I will do a probably like a 15 minutes of presentation, include a video from beauty tech perspective. How can we um, offer the, the, we call the new retail after the pandemic? And then I'll have a chatting, fireside chat with, uh, with Lisa. Um, we'll pick her brand and talk about something, especially what the largest uh, the beauty company in the, in the world. And then uh, Lisa is uh, uh, handling the entire entire brand portfolio. We definitely need to get her uh, uh, perspective and the feedback on the new retailing. Okay. So in um, and then we of course we have a time for audience uh, to ask questions. Okay. So if you have a question, you can just enter it now, and then all your uh, along the, the the webinar, and then you can enter it, and then we will answer. Okay. And then uh, after that, you do have a, a survey. So please uh, feel free to fill out. And today's uh, the session, you will learn a snapshot of uh, involving consumer preference, uh, especially for the beauty brand, okay, so post-COVID. And then uh, here uh, that we will look uh, to touch this contactless digital solution by using a beauty tech. And then how to reimagine the retail and online business together for the virtual world, okay? So that's today's topic. Okay, so um, just quickly go to, um, if you don't know us, um, Perfect Call, so we are a beauty tech company. We've been five years, founded in 2015. We have about like a 200 something people. We are global, we have in 14 city and 11 country. Basically we have a two business line. One is B2C, which we have a, a beauty app called Beauty um, You Can Makeup. We have about 800 million download. We also have a B2B business, which we package and then uh, license our technology to brand. So globally, we have about 280 brands worldwide uh, that adopt uh, our perfect uh, tech, tech solution uh, uh, globally in, in using their operations, okay? And then uh, we work with about over 280 brands. Uh, we get almost uh, more than 10 billion try, uh, AR try on per year, okay? And then there's our company, okay? And then we quickly jump into that. So we know we are in the, in the pandemic, okay? Things, uh, up and down. So prior to this uh, the webinar, I just talked to Lisa. You know, things getting uh, like a uh, New York, it was okay. So now seems like uh, things are a little bit um, uh, dangerous into this situation. I'm in California. California was okay, then turned bad, and right now we come uh, okay. So you know, nobody can predict what's happening, but we are in the middle of the pandemic. Okay, and then the impact to the beauty company actually is huge. Okay, so like you can see all the headlines, I don't need to emphasize anything. Um, like a WWD talk about beauty retail becoming the virtual, okay? And then the, the business of fashion talk about try before you buy, it become the essential, okay? And then the cosmetic news talk about remote working is the new norm, okay? Which we all know that. So it's been six months and we're kind of like a know everything. And very significantly reflect to the business is the retail is declining, okay? E-commerce is growing. So overall retail is, a, is down like a 10%, probably even more. And then some in some special sector. And then overall e-commerce is up, 
Okay, so from the number. And also specifically from the beauty industry, from the beauty brand. So let me call, so sorry, let me call Estee Lauders as our host. And then, as I said, the largest beauty brand in the world. So something significant happening in Estee Lauder. In Estee Lauder's um, uh, Q4, which is their fiscal is Q4 is our last quarter. So talk about global ELC report, triple digit online sales growth. And then online, including their own brand.com, like estilada.com, clinic, mac.com, and retailer.com represents more than 40% of sales in Q4. That's a pretty significant switch change. And enhance the digital capability in live chat, virtual trial, and the live event, and then response to crisis and deliver dramatic growth in conversion rate, repeat purchase, consumer engagement is the key through digital. Okay. And from our own UK makeup, we see dramatic growth from digital side. We see a 32% jump uh, in daily virtual trial. We see 57% increase in the beauty uh, advisor call, which we will talk about this later, okay? So everything, all the numbers show us the paradigm shifting, okay? And then uh, people start to adopt the new way to shopping, okay? We merge the online, we merge the digital and the retail into a new, a uh, new work called the post-pandemic world, okay? And then uh, today, um, so this is the five thing, which is the work of five pillars for the digital beauty strategy for the post-COVID world, which is something we will talk about. Of course, double down on the digital investment, and we're gonna transfer the store operation to touchless and wing on safety. We definitely need to adopt the AR and AI. If you uh, want our previous uh, uh, webinar, you know, AR and AI can definitely help, okay? And then the digital first operation, not only just the consumer facing or shopping, but the entire operation, including beauty advisor, is a part of that digital strategy you have to uh, think about. And innovating omni-channel, so that's why we talk about digital today. We combine the online digital experience with the retail, okay? Then let's, as I said, Digital beauty, definitely we can help here. So use the technology to help you, uh, everybody go through that, the, new, the new world through the pandemic together, okay? Then the next topic, we will really talk about what exactly the touchless uh, and counterless uh, retail look like, okay? Um, so basically here, we know that the store is closed and right now some of them reopen. So you have to uh, have an innovative way to get customer back to shop. Safety is, is really the thing, okay? Customers worry about pandemic, worry about infection. So um, they won't be able to do trial, like using the sample. They don't even want the beauty advisor to touch you. So that's why touch this AR, and then uh, that's become so important. Especially, you know, people wearing masks. It's a mandate, right? People mandatory, they have to wear a mask. But when people wearing masks, how can you detect their face? Because when we detect face, right, there's the whole face, the skin care, uh, the skin tone, and then the, the lips, right? How do you do that? And then if they don't want to do this uh, trial, they want to see something on their hand, or uh, they don't even want to touch anything, want to use voice and then the, the gesture to navigate everything, we do have a solution here, okay? So let me run a quick run a video to show you what we have here. So I'm going to uh, run a video. So instead of uh, doing the, the demo, Okay, I hope everybody can see my screen.
makeup, clothes, eyelashes, looks, five, seven, take photo, get photo, Okay, so uh, that's the, the video. And then let's go back to the presentation. Okay, so hope everybody can see me. No, um, so in the in the presentation in the in the in the video, actually, I quickly show you what the the future of beauty retail look like. Okay, you can do um, try on. Uh, you can still wear a mask, and then you don't even need to touch anything. But the experience is very similar. Okay, you can try lots of things. So that's why in the new new beauty world, like a new uh, physic uh, the 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 digital world, uh, we combine um, the digital and uh, the real physical uh, war experience, we come up with a new presentation, okay? Okay, let me just uh, share my screen. Okay, so then, um, that's online retail, combine everything together as a new world. Okay, and then, and then the good thing here is that all the solution is ready to use. Okay, so we are available. So if you're interested, you definitely let us know. You, we can implement it. And then we are into some pilot with the uh, world's largest beauty brand on the sound of this um, experience. Okay. And then, as I said, we not only thinking about consumer facing and the shopping experience, we also have a, a workforce, right? So we have an operation. And then we have a accumulation of the knowledge in the beauty world. So not only just use the digital, how about the human part, okay? How about the human factor? Because, uh, you know, some of the brand, many of the brand has extensive knowledge in the beauty and in the skincare, in the makeup. So you have a beauty advisor, right? So right now everything become digital or remote doesn't mean we don't need this beauty advisor anymore. I believe the business is still like the way, the format, the form factor is changing but the knowledge is still there. So the, the accumulation of uh, so many years of experience from the beauty advisor, still valuable into the beauty world. So that's why, how can we use that uh, and motivate this uh, shopper to talk to a real person during the digital world is the important factor. So that's why we come up with uh, something um, like a beauty advisor one-on-one, -on -one, which kind of like a mimic the experience of your uh, in-store consultation. You can still talk to a beauty advisor, but most of that uh, is currently, you know, on the market talk about beauty advice is that you, you just make a video call, that's it. However, we bring the entire virtual experience into the call. So the beauty advisor can actually look at you and see which makeup uh, you do the best and bring a virtual panel and then uh, talk about uh, which one feed you the most and you can see what you look like. And we can bring the entire um, the skin diagnostic tool, which we mentioned a couple of 
um, um, uh, the, the seminar ahead and then uh, tell you the routine and the recommendation. Okay, so let me just uh, run quickly run through that, show you how the perfect uh, the BA one on one virtual um, beauty advisor is uh, is all about. So let me quickly run the video. in the weekend, would you recommend me some of the legs? Oh, absolutely. So first, I have to enable the teaching mode. Please accept on your side. Okay, how about we start off by trying some full looks, just to get an idea? Yeah, sure. Wow. How about we go with brighter lips? Yes, I think I like this one. So you can purchase all the products that we've used. Can I also change the lip color? Uh, absolutely. Let's see, you have different options for you. Yes, I think Ooh, I like this that. one better. I will add it to the cart. Amazing. I'm happy to help. Anything else I can do for you? Oh no, I think this is awesome. Thank you so much for your recommendation. Goodbye. Okay, so uh, that's our BA one-on-one. Uh, I saw the the the, the shopper actually. Uh, she bought the pure 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 color, and also she bought the double wear, which is the uh, right selection. Okay, and then uh, see the good thing about this uh, beauty advisor is really that's uh, uh, virtual, anytime, anywhere, anyhow you can just start it. And also the the amazing thing here is that we make this. Uh, uh, beauty advisor not only for the for the makeup but also for the skin which it doesn't show on the video but definitely that's the case so you can uh, run the panel to uh we call the virtual um, like a virtual diagnosis so that's why we understand your skin from different uh, per perspective and then we can give you a recommendation and then uh it's privacy okay uh, we do end-to-end -end, um, encoded um so that's a uh, it's not a problem uh, the only people know who you talk about is the ba Okay, so everything is um, is a private, and then also personalized service. Whatever the beauty advisor show you, it gonna uh, save in your like a wish list or shopping. So you can come back and talk about this, uh, and then revisit and then buy later. Okay, um, and also this one is um, is omni-channel. Okay, you see this from the website. Uh, you can launch from the mobile app. You can also do an in-store um, kiosk, and then of course from the web. So you can easily use your entire, um, say like a currently you have the customer service with a phone call, but you can easily add this module to become a virtual uh, beauty advisor consultation, okay? Um, several brands actually we are about to launch with them. And then Alta Beauty actually is a pilot, uh, this uh, 
product and then several several brands like a Mac and Clinic also a part of this uh, um, the, 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 the Altas activation. Okay, so we are seeing a new world. Okay, of course nobody want to or nobody like to experience this pandemic. It's really painful. However, uh, we just need to be positive. Like whenever we see, we just need to have a solution. We have a way to deal with it and we can cope with it. So um, the technology which uh, uh, Perfect Call offer here is to really help the brand and also you know, get consumer to embrace the, the, the new uh, paradigm shift with the beauty tech. And then, as I said, everything is available. If you are interested, let us know. The future is now. Okay, so that pretty much conclude my presentation. And then now I like to start to um, uh, start to, to talk talk about from brand, like a real brand perspective. How should brand like uh, utilize all the technology or um, deal with all this uh, um, the the pandemic? Okay, so let's let's get Lisa. Say hi, Lisa. Yeah. Hi, Wayne. Um, so let's just start with uh, yourself, okay? So can you tell tell us more about, of, of course, I talk a, a lot of uh, your bio, but definitely just let yourself to talk about your role with SCL, the company. Sure, uh, first, thanks for having me. I, as you said, um, oversee the North America brand portfolio. So responsible for all 25 plus brands of the Estee Lauder company's portfolio, both from driving share, um, growth from a top and bottom line perspective and specific focus across uh, categories, innovation, and the consumer, uh, all in an omni-channel perspective. Wow, that, that's amazing. 25 brands. I don't know how can you deal with that. 25 brands with their own product. I have a difficulty even deal with one brand. Okay, so like I know Mac has uh, like a thousands of thousands of different skills. So it's, it's amazing. Okay, great. And then, so let's uh, uh, thank you for sharing your role. And then uh, let's talk about uh, from very high level. Okay, just let's start with the high level. So what do you think about the future of a retail and the beauty retail look like? And then how should company, of course, like SDL company and other company, think about engaging and gear to the customer? Two good questions. I think the future of retail, we'll start with that. I think it really leads with health and safety as the highest standard. And I think today and tomorrow, it's going to be an intersection of omni-technology, sustainability, and consumer empowerment. I mean, I think we've all seen that the pandemic has rapidly accelerated some of the macro trends that us, at least as an industry, anticipated to occur over a longer period of time, including kind of where the consumers shop, what they value, why they purchase products, and how they engage with brands, frankly. So I think it's actually created even, even more conscious consumer um, with obviously the focus on health, wellness, safety, caring for themselves, others, sustainability, and I think aligning themselves with brands that reflect those values. I think that consumers have certainly discovered online in a new way with COVID. I know I certainly have. Um, but what's interesting is that we've seen online growth across all consumer ages, not just you know the young emerging millennial and Gen Z. We're actually seeing a real acceleration with the ageless consumer as well. Um, and I believe there's more and more use of technology to help these consumers make better decisions um, and really drive more informed shopping decisions. I think your other question in regards to how brands are engaging, um, you know, I think a couple of things. One, consumers obviously have shifted to online, but their demand for experience um, and product educa education is not subsided. 
that's always been a differentiator for our portfolio. And I think that the brand building channels in store will continue to be important, even as online accelerates. So, you know, the industry is shifting more and more to that omni-consumer approach. Um, so we need to be where our consumers want to shop and engage them how they want to shop. So I don't know, for me, like when I redefine business as usual, whatever that may be in the future and consumers return to that new normal, whatever that may be, I think that the health and safety remains the priority and we need to integrate that um, and be transparent with our consumers. But I think that the brands need to take a balance of striving with experience and providing empathy and connecting with consumers, really increasing through digital technology and values. Um, and they have to be agile, right? We all recognize through this period that we've had to adapt and, you know, be able to monitor what the consumers want, what's working for them, and shift in being proactively responsive. And I don't know, for those that know me, I always look at these type of things as an opportunity. I think it's an opportunity in the marketplace for us to really redefine how retail experience looks like. And I think it's about thinking innovatively and aligning yourself with the right brands and partners. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's definitely an uh, opportunity. That's a you know like a positively, that's the case. And then so let's uh, previously you talk about more like a high level. So let's go down a little bit to the SC Dollar Company. We know SC Dollar Company, the largest brand, the company in the, the beauty world. And also uh, retail is a, is a pretty significant. But it's also amazing like uh, you can sh quickly shift the retail, the online retail, and uh, get a balance. So how is SC Dollar Company reshaping the way? consumer experience like a shopping interact with the beauty and how are you reimagining re the retail and online be uh, the beauty business uh, for the virtual world um uh, okay so a few things mean i think firstly you know i think it's important to remember during unprecedented times that for us as still our companies our values are all about putting the consumer and our employees at the center of everything that we do and that has remained unchanged um what I love about working here is that we're a company of the people and a company of relationships. So the connection with your consumer and the, and your people is what it's all about. Um, I think that we have really looked at meeting the needs of that omni consumer and ensuring that they have that immersive experience across the channels. Um, but really with COVID, we saw a huge digital first, online first acceleration literally overnight in March. Um, and for us, you know, for the prestige beauty world, it's about customized service, and it's about combining that education, the personalization, and the care um, as still a very big lever of growth. And knowing how to use a product and what you can do with it remains a big performance driver for us and brings our superior quality to life. Um, we've always been very central on education and our high-touch service, and we've been focusing on how we reinvent that high-touch service. So. You know, a lot of my brands have, have worked with you guys specifically, you know, evolving, you know, how to try on different products. We've also done many things like evolving to live chat and video and virtual try on and many other instances, um, live streaming, engaging our brand ambassadors and our, and our makeup artists, and then really allowing the consumer to participate in a bigger way with our virtual events um, and social media being a huge, huge channel of commerce, um, which has really proved to be quite promising for us. Uh, I think that the powerful storytelling that we've also been really focusing on has worked um, both from an editorial and equity brand building. The consumer wants to feel connected and wants to have a reason to be engaged. And I think that as we continue to increase our self-care and skincare focus and build that authority, 
you know, we're helping consumers find the right products for their skin with social selling and optimization and tutorials and application tutorials. Um, that has been quite significant for us. And yeah. I think that the virtual artist consultation specifically that we've seen, whether it's with Mac or Tom Ford or uh, Aveda with hair color or Clinique or Estee Lauder have really built a, a new trusted way for our consumers to interact in this new normal in the new digital ecosystem. Yeah, thank you. So that, that's a great insight. So let, let's shift the focus a little bit you know, from COVID to the, the beauty trend. So we all know people talk about personalization, you know, even some conferences is like a personalized beauty or something. So it become a very important trend. But what exactly, I think from your perspective, because you've been beauty for so many years, you manage so many brands, so many channels, and then you've been dealing with all the consumer, different type of uh, customer. So from your perspective, how do you see this uh, personalization in the beauty? I think personalization is more important now than ever um, to really celebrate individuality um, and really drive that authenticity and that authentic connection with the customer. I think it has to be present personalization no matter where the consumer shops. So whether he or she is online or in store, it really needs that authentic communication and driving that relevant service to the right product assortment and choices. Um, I think that it's imperative to focus on broad appeal, meaning all skin tones, all skin types, all ethnicities, but taking a step further um, where we have to consider other influences, cultural influences, geographic, local influences, age, self-identity. Um, and it's really about that granularity and, and really understanding that, that one consumer and that unique DNA, if you will, and really connecting with them on that level. And I think that that's something that's always differentiated our brands. And as an industry, we're shifting towards that evolution of true customization and extremely tailored experiences, which makes me super excited about the future of luxury beauty. That's good. And then, uh, so we talk about um, like a COVID, uh, touch this and clean, and we'll talk about personalization. So what else? So we have probably, uh, we have a little bit more time. So can you tell us more like uh, for on the future, looking forward, what other trend do you see in the beauty? Um, you can elevate uh, the consumer, especially, you know, everybody talk about health and wellness. And then what are the, the, the trend you see in the beauty world? Yeah, so I mean, I think on the health and wellness piece, Wayne, you know, when we kind of embarked on this new COVID-19 journey, what we did as a company is we convened a medical advisory board to help us navigate what the future looks like. Um, so the board worked with our leadership to really look at the health and safety protocol, um, critical insights where appropriate as far as guidelines for our labs, our manufacturing facilities, our stores, our counters, and frankly, our, our teams and our offices. Um, as I look at trends for the consumer, you know, we took some of those just understanding how the consumers were responding and they're continuing to desire quality. That never goes out of style, um, but they want the safety and they want the reassurance and those experiences. And for us, that's always been at the core of what we do. So it's been something that we've been able to capitalize on, but more importantly, can meet that need of, of the customer. I think you and I have talked a lot about, you know, great length about technology. And I don't think that that could be underestimated at this point, given what the consumer is expecting. I mean, they've, they've sat in front of a, many of us have sat in front of a, a computer screen for now for months. So having more of the, the technology or interface um, and even app-driven beauty, I think is not going to go away. If anything, it'll be more important. And I think that digital 
uh, is going to play a huge role in the online sales penetration as we continue to grow. And But I don't think any technology can replace the human element. Uh, it's a complement to it. Um, so how do we build that consumer trust, uh, leveraging our, our in-store advisors on different channels with technology? Um, and I think the other piece is about transparency and being open and honest and accountable alongside the brand trust and values, I think are a key to consumer acquisition and retention. And I think, you know, those are some things that we've always stood by at SDLR companies, but it's even more important uh, today. Yes, I totally agree with you because uh, we being, we have a long history of working, not only working with the company, but working with your, yourself. So in the past couple of years, uh, we see how the technology uh, supplier like us, uh, we work with a, a brand which you have that beauty and the consumer in mind. How do we work together hand in hand to bring this uh, new technology? And eventually, we like to our common customer to have a great experience and then they get the best of our best. They live in a better life. Okay, so more confident, more healthy. That's all we want to do. And then the, definitely um, technology is not for the sake of technology. It's really at the end of the day, go back to uh, SDR companies, uh, you know, the highest, uh, the standard and also like a high touch, right? The service, make sure customer like it and then customer uh, get benefit out of all the product. Okay, thank you. And then uh, I think for the interest of time, I really like to continue, um, you know, like chatting. However, for the interest of time, we are pretty much because we need to leave a um, couple of minutes for the uh, our audience to ask questions. So let's uh, pause a little bit here to see if our uh, audience has any question. We probably have a time to take, uh, say, like uh, two questions. Okay, so if you have a more question, no, no worry. Just uh, you know, you can contact us, or you can send send me the message from LinkedIn, or you can contact Lisa and then access. Very ha uh, happy to answer all your question. Okay, so let me see if we have any question on this. Okay, so so we have one. Uh, that's a that's a good question because I just mentioned high standard. So the question here is uh, uh the audience asks. We know that consumers are holding brand to high standard than the ever before. What are you doing like in SC Lauder company to deal with uh, such a complexity? Okay, so that's one is a little bit, you know, it's a tough question. I won't be able to answer that. So please, Lisa, go ahead. So high standard, uh, SC Lauder company. Yeah, thanks, Ray. I think it's a really good question. So I'll say a couple of things. I mean, first is values. So ensuring that we live and reflect, you know, the values that we have every day and everything that we do has always been a hallmark and guides all of our interactions with our customers and really began when Mrs. Estee Lauder founded our company. Uh, I'd say the second one is authenticity. So as I mentioned before, I think consumers are continuing to connect with brands who believe in what they stand for and engage with them from a place of heart and authenticity and individuality. Uh, as I said, I think transparency is continuously important, but it's about the safety and the well-being and putting the consumer first in everything that we do. And I think the last point is most important. It's accountability. You know, any of, anybody that's worked with me knows that I'm very focused on accountability because today the consumer absolutely holds the brand and the company responsible. And that's a responsibility that I take as well as every colleague I have very seriously and really making sure that we develop that two-way dialogue because that's where we have the lasting connection for listening and learning. So I would say those four things I think are most important for any company. Okay, great. 
So we have another question, which is, uh, which I guess this one's easy, I can answer it. So the, the audience asks about how can the, um, the brand, which I believe the brand integrate the solution into their current solution. So I guess uh, that one is a very, so we can talk about more detail, but basically uh, we offer SDK, uh, which you can take the entire SDK and then implement into your uh, current solution. We also have a web module, so you can take it into your web. So we can talk about more detail and you can get into our website and to see the, all the, the detail. And of course, you send us an email, we definitely have somebody talk to you. And also the video which we show here, uh, I think they are in YouTube. You can do a search and then uh, you can get, get that. Okay, so I guess we have a time for one more question. Let me see, let me pick, we have a couple coming, but the one more. Okay, so let's pick one for, just uh, again, Lisa, you need to answer that one. It's a personally, for you personally, how have you, how have you had to pivot your role you know, in order to adopt the impact of COVID-19. I believe this one probably asks from somebody, uh, the management role, same, because uh, as a manager, you're dealing with, uh, say, 25 brands and all your channel partner and all your supplier, and also you have a family to deal with, okay? You have a mm -hmm. team to manage. So I guess uh, that would be a perfect question for you. Uh, how do you pivot your role in order to adopt the impact of COVID-19? Well, I think it's actually funny that somebody asked this question. So before we jumped on, uh, Wayne and I were having a discussion just about COVID in general. So I think firstly, I think it's taught all of us to really be grateful for what we have and really focus on what's important as far as your health and your well-being and your family and friends and just being able to exist every day um, as, as a privilege. So I think that's the first thing. I think it's also been, you know, recognizing that many of us have never been through uh, a, a complexity of this scale and impact and candidly it's taught me a lot or personally and professionally I think on the business side there's you know crisis management you know being able to adapt taking the team with you not just in COVID but the overall ability to run the business while transforming it um, keeping a much closer pulse on the market and how it's shifted and the dynamics and how consumers are behaving I think the COVID landscape, as I said, changed overnight, and it's taught us that we have to continue to pivot new skills, be even more agile, and I think be able to be flexible and creative as a leader to deal with new realities head on. And I think it's the people piece, frankly, that has been really most essential to me as a leader. I know my, my team. It, it's about leading with empathy, I think, and it's about putting the people first and making that the heart of who you are. And that's something I personally embrace as a leader. My first you know, thought after my family is, is, are my people. And how do I protect them and lead them forward in a way that's meaningful for our consumers and, and protects their well-being? So I think it's taught us all a lot. And it taught us also to kind of don't take things for granted and, and to also really prioritize the things that matter, both personally and professionally, and, and deprioritize the things that don't. Yes, yes, I totally agree. That's a, that's a really good advice. And then we all know that won't be a, like a simple answer uh, for such a complex uh, situation. So everybody has a different situation, different thing need to deal with. But fundamentally, we just need to keep positive. It's appreciate, it's always a hope because uh, things changing. Uh, so it's always hope. Uh, think about the past, uh, like the journey we have been through, the toughness, you know, it's, we are getting better. So it's a keep positive, it's always the case, okay? Um, so I guess uh, we are really, we manage time really well. I have to say that Lisa, we are 40 minutes into that. And then this probably that's uh, uh, come to the end of our uh, webinar today. Uh, although I said we would continue, we'd like to see the 
um, there's a lot of uh, question coming, so we will try to answer. And then uh, if you have any question, just uh, contact me or Lisa, and we're definitely happy to 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 answer. And then also uh, at the end, uh, we have a survey, so you can uh, put your opinion, suggestion here. So we really appreciate to, to Lisa, and then uh, that probably conclude out today's uh, the webinar. And then hopefully, um, you know, everybody's uh, you know keep healthy, uh, keep happy. Okay, that's important. Also. Yeah, so uh, by the way, just do a quick um, advertisement here. So we are actually uh, at close to the end of our, um, the, the end of our web, uh, the, the master series. So um, next October 28th, it's our grand finale, the last one for this series. We have a five webinar. So we shift uh, the focus a little bit. We talk about consumer, Gen Z. Okay, so we invite uh, Snap. Uh, you know, Snapchat, uh, the, the creator of Snapchat. So we, uh, we get their uh, global product marketing head uh, and our own um, CMO, US CMO, Adam. We are talking about uh, Gen, Gen Z and virtual BD together. Okay, so um, yeah, thank you for joining. Especially thank you, Lisa. And then the, we will continue work with you um, being our best partner. Okay, so uh, thank you. Appreciate that. So that's conclude today's webinar. Thanks for tuning in to Perfect Corps Global Beauty Tech Master Series Podcast Edition. Please join us next time for another exciting episode on the future of beauty tech innovation.